0: Hello and welcome to the Encounter Mercy Podcast. I'm Vince Dragone. We have Father Andy and Jesse Spanigle. How's it going?
1: It's pretty good so far. It's been one week of Lent so far. It's been an interesting one, I can already tell you. And so, uh, you know, just... Glad to be here with you guys.
2: Yeah, Good to be here with you guys as well. Today we're talking about prayer. I think probably the essential part of Lent. <laughs> and uh, for me, then uh, that's the key. You know, I always try to find new ways to pray during Lent. So I think this is an important topic.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's something that we are all familiar with, but sometimes it can be difficult. Difficult to get into the old ways of doing it or even,
0: you know, finding new ways to pray. Yes. Yeah, so I guess... How did you guys learn to pray?
2: It, I was blessed. Um, you know, my parents uh, were good good parents. And, um, you know, I remember praying together as a family. You know, we go to Mass every week. We learned community prayer. But, um, you know, I, as I developed, you know, we had I had good mentors, um, good priests in my life who taught me um, different types of prayer, personal prayer. Uh, a very good friend of mine taught me the Liturgy of the Hours. Um, kind of a formal prayer. So, you know, looking throughout my life, I was very blessed. You know, I had good grandparents, good parents, and as I got older, good mentors, good spiritual leaders in my life. And that's one of the things that I, I try to do is keep those people in mind as I teach people how to pray because I think that's one of the things that, you know, I talk, when I talk to young people, Uh, I I struggle with my prayer life. You know, let me help you. Uh, I think that's a a normal across the board. Everyone struggles. So the church is so rich. um, And I look back on my mentors, my people who taught me, I want to kind of pay it forward kind of thing. So how about you, Father Eddie? You
1: know, when when it comes to prayer, I'm trying to think back. It's between my mother and my grandmother. You know, my grandmother... Hmm. God bless her, she's still living, she's 91 years old, and uh, her whole life has been devoted to prayer. You know, She has a great devotion to our blessed mother. And uh, her great, her uncle, excuse me, her uncle, and my great-great-uncle um, great was a priest, and so she learned a lot of her prayer from him. And my mother learning from her mother and her father, um, especially the con- uh, contemplative prayer my mom learned from her father. So uh, it's from that family experience. But also, I was raised in the... Uh, you know, in, in some luck, you could say, in, in a very good household that let me go to a Catholic education my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, from kindergarten all the way up through through my master's degrees, uh, I've been blessed with being able to be in a Catholic education. Um, so it was through my education in, uh, in school as well as in Sunday school when I both taught and uh, learned from Sunday school because of the different sacramental preparations. Um, that that really taught me how to pray.
0: Vince? Yeah, so, like, the way I pray now, I never learned until just a couple of years ago. Um, but I can, I guess I can thank, I really thank my mother and my my grandmother, really, for, um, you know, for helping us as when we were children, just praying. Otherwise, and sending me to Catholic school and doing all those things to set me up to where I am today, right? Um, and even though I feel like it was... Um, the type of prayer that I, you know, prayed back when I was growing up was just, "Hey God, thanks for this, thanks for that. Um, can I please have this in my life? Uh, amen." Mm-hmm. Um, that at least was something, and then yeah. I was able to build upon that, um, you know, just in the last couple of years.
2: The, the church is so rich. I, I think, you know, looking at as we develop as children, you know, prayer. The, the church gives us these structures. Yeah. And I think uh, you know that's really what we want to focus on today is the, the different structures of prayer. You know, the, before we even begin that though, you have to. I think it's important to to set up you know atmosphere. This is like a, yes, even like here for the podcast, our like studio. Our studio, we, you have to make sure you have a, a, a place that you feel rest rested, a place where you you set aside something. So I think that's imp- starting off before we even get into the different types of prayer, setting the stage, I guess, right. in, in your home. Maybe maybe, maybe that's a prayer table. Maybe that's a, a place where you set aside, I'm yeah. going to pray here. Um, you know, for me, I oftentimes it's in the shower because that's the only quiet time I get with four sure. children, yeah. but it's, that's okay. I know I'm going to pray in a shower and that time that's going to be sacred there. So I don't know that. I think that's to start off before we get into anything details. I think that's important to note.
1: Absolutely. You know, in seminary, one of the things they always told us was if you're going to pray Number one, we hear in scripture, go to that inner room, right? We go to that inner room, that quiet place. But then for us, it was very important, especially with learning to the, pray the liturgy of the hours, is have a specific place. Mm-hmm. For me, um, when I became a priest, I went out to a thrift store and I found a wingback chair that was falling apart. It was just in tatters. Mm-hmm. And so um, I got it for five bucks I had a friend that uh, knows how to do the chair. Mm-hmm. I, I know where I can get really good fabric that was cheap. So for all of $50, I got this wing back chair and I set that aside with a table. That's where I pray every day. And it's from my first assignment now into my second assignment and I pray for the rest of my life that everywhere I go, it's that table and a ch- uh, it's that uh, chair and a table of some sort just so I can set my book down. Hmm. That's where I pray liturgy of the hours every morning. Um, daytime if I can other times I just have to do it wherever I'm at physically Mm -hmm. but every morning I start my day there and every night I finish my day there before I go to bed that's just my uh, requirement for me because I know that if I don't have that place um, I'm gonna get distracted I'm not gonna pay attention and um, I have to be in that mindset that mindset to be able to
0: pray that was a good point Uh, I mean and Jesse with all you have you have four kids I have three kids um, and you have, you have to get away. So yours is a shower. Mine, I close my door in my bedroom. And I have a home altar that I built several years ago. And so I kneel there, and, and that's, that's where I enter into prayer. It's not always there, but I try to make time for that. And that's what I'm really trying to focus on this Lent, is making more time for that kind of prayer.
2: Definitely. Father, what do you think about, like, the church gives us these, you know, five types of prayer, um, adoration worship, worship, yeah. petition, intercession, thanksgiving, and praise. Um, where do you think as a Catholic, which one of these do you think we struggle with more? Um, you know, we're in the season of Lent. This is important to acknowledge our struggles. Yeah. And so of these types of prayers that the church kind of lays out for us in a catechism, which one do you think we struggle with the most? Praise. Praise. I
1: think really it comes to praise. I think we could also uh, incorporate into that Thanksgiving. Um, how often, you know, we hear our Protestant brothers Mm -hmm. and sisters because they do such a better job at this. Father God, we praise you. You know, it's always Father God, Father God, and and that's a good thing. I'm not, you know, it's it, we laugh, we joke, but it's also a really good thing because how often are we actually saying to God, God, you are God. You're amazing. You're you're spectacular, um, and you are you are just spe- beyond all understanding and all uh, uh, ability to truly comprehend who you are. And thank you, God, for being you. So mm-hmm. we kind of slipped in there twice now, from praise to. Um, thanksgiving, right? And and that's the other part that I think we we often make the mistake on is not thanking God enough for all of the things he's given us because we have, right? Often we go to God in our petition. We ask him for something. We ask him it's for, uh, you know, God, I, I really need help in this situation. Uh, I have a test today. I need to pass this test. Um, God, my grandma's dying of cancer. Please save her. Please, please, please let the cancer go away. Um, God, I'm really struggling with finances today. I don't know how I'm going to feed my family. Please help me get the food. I think it's pretty easy to go to petition, right? I think it's pretty easy to slip into the always asking God for something. Mm. Um, And even praying for others, right? The praying for my grandma who's sick of cancer, praying for our... Um, beloved dead, praying for those who are suffering in this time, right? Those who are sick, those who are in our hospitals. Um, you know, That's pretty easy to do. But it's the when the good things come, or even when the bad things come, even when we have those bad experiences of saying to God, God, you are still good. You are still spectacular, and I love you so very much. Um, and thank you for all of the things that you have given me. Thank you for showing me your mercy, your love, and your kindness. It's, it's hard, I think, at times to do that um, and it's good that we do that right it's mm-hmm. good that we take those opportunities to have all five of these aspects of prayer but it's extremely important that we pay attention to try to get all of them into our daily uh, hourly lives
2: I, you know with praise for me what has always helped I grew up in a country and um, I have a lot of farmer friends who you know they walk out and they see the beauty yeah and that praise kind of comes naturally uh, I, you know, being outside and I don't know, maybe for me, that's where I see the divine hand a little bit. Absolutely. Um, that's always, um, that's always been something that I've always been able to do. I, I struggle with, I um, see, see, I struggle, I, I have a hard time praying for myself. Sure. Um, you know, I, you know, I can pray for everyone. And her mother, because I tell everybody, I pray for them, and uh, so that's fine. But I have a hard time. I'm, I'm like, God, you know what's on my heart. You know, so how do, maybe how would you tell somebody like my like myself here who's struggling? How do how do I better pray for myself? I guess the- sure.
1: Uh, well, Jesse, my question to you is, um, you remember to eat every day? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As we
2: we all. <laughs> <candy. laughs>
1: I don't have a problem with remembering to eat. camera's not helping. (laughs) Uh, But you remember to eat every day. Remember to brush your teeth every day. Remember to shower every day. You remember to pray for others every day. You got to be able to take care of yourself. Because before we can give to someone else, before that I can give of my heart, I first have to find my heart. I have to know my heart. um, So that I can give that... Back to others. Mm. And so to truly enter into that petition prayer for prayer for ourselves, we have to know who we are.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: We have to truly know who we are. Because without knowing who we are, we don't know where God is working in our lives. Mm. And so taking time every single day, even if you're just walking around, you know, I often think of um, when I was growing up, we had two dogs and we had to walk the dogs. um, and, And it was a long walk. But my mother always told me that she loved that walk because that was her time to pray in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, she always did it. You know, I, I wasn't up early in the morning. I was the bad son. I didn't get up and walk <laughs> the dogs unless I absolutely had to. But um, she enjoys walking the dogs. She loves going out for a walk as often as she can because that was her time to pray. That was her time. And so you have to find that time throughout the day that you can um, go through all these aspects of prayer. You know, I often catch myself... When I'm going throughout the day, in between meetings, okay, God, give me the strength to get through this. God, I don't understand what's going on. Please help me. Um, please keep my mouth shut. Please don't let me say anything stupid. Please, God, help me. Um, because I have to be that vessel, right? And we all have to be at different times in our lives. Um, Vince, even you know, when you're in the shop and you're working with your guys, um, you have to be the vessel to them at times in, in difficult situations. And so having to just say, okay, God, give me this time. Let me be of benefit to you and your kingdom.
2: That's the prayer without ceasing.
1: Yeah, constantly. <laughs> that's hard, and it's Absolutely.
2: hard. Vince, which one of these do you struggle with? Do you more, one of these five you know basic forms of prayer? Is there one that you maybe thrive at too?
0: Well, yeah, so, well, I guess we'll start with uh, always trying to give thanks yeah. for my family, my job, or health. Um, that's something that I always try to put into prayer. Um, I think what we, you know, what you mentioned, Father Andy, before was adoration, right? Praying, you know, thanking, you know, just telling God how wonderful he is. Um, and I've slowly tried working that in to, like, our family prayer before night, before bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get tripped up, too, because I'm not used to, I'm just not used to saying, like, God, sure. you're you're awesome. You're one. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, the right words. Like, oh, dude, awesome, dude. You're so yeah. cool, man. <laughs> um, but but yeah, that's that's probably what I would struggle. And then I, um, like you, Jesse, I I don't really feel comfortable sometimes just like asking for things, right? Mm-hmm. Like praying for myself. I love to pray for my family. Yeah. Um, but I just I, I feel selfish, and I think a lot of people do too. Um, you know, there was the guy in our men's group the uh, couple of weeks ago who who mentioned the same thing where he has he has trouble praying for himself, asking God. It sounds selfish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but. We need to get over that because, you know, God wants, he wants the best for us. Yeah. And he knows, he does know what's in your heart and you don't have to say it, but, um, but it's, it's not, you're not being, you're not being selfish. You're not like, God, let me hit the lottery today. And I swear I'll come oh, to church. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> as long as, you, you know, let's not, you know, try to do that. But if we're, God, help me to help me increase my faith. And that's probably the biggest thing that I pray for, for myself is increase my faith of God. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, I, I think often, um, the song that keeps going through my head, yes, it's a church song, but of course, uh, when we're talking about praising God and uh, adoring God and worshiping him, the hymn that goes through my head is God, we praise you. God, we bless you. God, we name you sovereign Lord, um, mighty King whom angels worship. You know, it's just, it's, it sounds almost ridiculous when you think about it, when you just say those words, but, uh, because like, why do I need to tell God how amazing he is? Mm -hmm. He already knows it. Well, it's the same thing with every one of our prayers. He already knows what's in our heart, mm. but he asks us to voice it, right? He asks us to voice it because how many times in our lives do we experience something and then we get the closure and the um, the understanding of it when we, we talk about it with someone else, mm. right? You can be so angry. It's so easy to get angry. It's so easy to get angry in our world. But we can be so angry over something so stupid, but then the minute we talk about it, we realize like, yeah, that was really stupid. I was like, that was really dumb. Why, why was I so upset about that? Why was I letting that be the thing that bothers me?
0: Um, it happens to me every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but every time I get angry, it's over something stupid. It usually, it always is. And afterwards, I'm like, why? I made a fool out of myself for one. And I probably just took like six months off of my life. From sure. Stressing out.
1: And I think that that's, you know, when we name it, when we put name to it, and we are able to call it out for what it is, and, and just being able to discuss it and discern it, out loud, and with God. You know, that's why we go to confession. Mm -hmm. There's another reason why we go to confession. That's another form of prayer. That is a prayer. That's one of the greatest forms of prayer. The Mass is the greatest form of prayer. But it's still, this is one of the seven sacraments. So it's a part of the greatest form of prayer because all the seven sacraments flow from the original baptism and, of course, the Eucharist. And so with this understanding of prayer and being able to give God the praise that we need is recognizing that, we need him to talk to him because we can't do this alone
2: we're not doing this alone right. none of us are doing this alone i've heard it said like um you know my wife knows that i love her and uh but it's nice to hear those words every day like I right love, Just i love to you to actually say it yeah yeah and i think that's important when we talk about vocal prayer and stuff yeah. like that what about um you know there might be some people out there struggling with meditative prayer
0: Absolutely. um
2: you know, sitting still. I think, you know, we have a culture that's constantly entertaining us and just right. things are flying at us a hundred miles per hour. My Instagram reels. Yep. You
0: what, <laughs> I was going to say, I
1: think I just got... Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs>
2: but it's it's easy. So for us to actually sit still, that's scary because we have to look inward. Yeah. And when we look inward, we're like, oh, look at the mess in there. I don't like it. How how do we... How does someone start maybe, maybe in a meditative prayer... Um, if they're struggling with that? What, what advice would you give so them?
0: I always tell people this, and it took me a long time to get there. And there was a lot of, like, whenever I say this, you're going to be like, okay, you're going to try it the first time. It's like, it didn't work. Yep. You have to keep trying. And so I try to sit there, I close my eyes, try to get into that uh, that quiet place. So like I said, I have a home altar. that I, that's, my, that's my spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I try to close my eyes and get rid of everything in my mind. And anything that pops into my mind, I just think of like God being on the other side of something like he's up, up above me. And every time something comes in a distraction, I just give it to him. Yeah. It could be something stupid. It could be uh, I'm hungry yep. or it could be, um, you know, I'm, I'm worried about something at work or a family member. It could be anything. And I just give it to God until and I'll sit there sometimes for like 10 minutes before all, everything's gone in my mind and I can finally focus um and then over time the more you do that the faster that yeah. it, the faster it takes like it's not it doesn't take as long uh to have those distractions to get them out of your mind and you can go in with kind of a clean slate yeah. and hmm. I, don't, I don't know i just to me it's like i picture god way up here and i'm down here and i just everything comes into my mind just give him and then usually and sometimes i feel like he's talking to me in that way and that's how like i got the idea. i didn't get the idea to start this podcast god gave me the idea yeah get with father andy start this podcast and it was it was through one of those kind of meditative prayers and um and i find that that works for me i don't know what about you guys
1: you know when people come to me and say that they're having difficulty with that meditative prayer that focusing i'm a tactile person i i'm really good with physical things like i i want to be able to feel it i want to be able to touch it i want to be able to experience it in a physical way because that's kind of how i think um you know because of course before i was uh, in well while i was in seminary before i started studying philosophy all oh, the great fun of philosophy Uh, The what is and the why is I was a computer science major, right? Mm. So like numbers and electricity and all that kind of stuff, physical, right? For me, what helped me in my crazy mind that doesn't stop running is that I had to have a pad of paper. I still do this to this day. I keep a notebook when I'm praying, not to write down what God's saying to me, but every time I have a distraction, because often I'll get the distraction of, oh, I got to call this person or, oh, I got to send that email or, um, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? Oh, I got to go do this. The minute I think of it, I write it down because then I won't forget. I won't forget. That's my fear is I'm always going to forget because I'm so forgetful. I'm always going to forget to do what I needed to do. And it came up in prayer. Maybe I need to focus on that. Okay. Maybe God is trying to get my attention on that, but I write it down and I set it aside and say, I will deal with that when I'm done praying. You know, For me, that's, that has helped me immensely, is that I write it down, and then I you know, I can't forget because it's written down, and then I can easily come back to it Ooh. at a later time. So that, that has always helped me, and when I've, when I've talked with other people uh, in dealing with that, it seems to help, you know, because then you, you have your list, yeah. and you can come back to it and say, well, that was stupid. That was unnecessary. Once again, back to the whole idea of like, why was I worried about that during the middle of my prayer? Well, it's because I'm being distracted. And then I can just, okay, I don't need to deal with that, cross it off, move on.
0: That's kind of like what I, you're letting it go, right? You're just letting it go so you can focus on God during your, you focus on prayer.
1: Because if I were to just have it be mental, if I were to leave those things mental, I would just keep worrying about
2: Yeah.
0: right?
1: Growing up, the thing that I always had to do with any task or anything, um, especially if I was preparing for a trip, I'd have to make lists because if it's in the list, then I can cross it off and I know it's done, it's out of my way. But if it's not there and it's just something that I have to think about, um, I'm more likely to forget it, and then I'm going to get worried, and then I freak out, and then and so it's just better for me to write it down, set it aside, and come back to it. Yeah, makes sense. How about you, Jesse?
2: I, I think you know we have to acknowledge that as human beings, we are body and soul, and there's definitely a um, physicality to our prayer. For me, you know, I need sacramentals in front of me. Um, That helps me, much like what you guys were talking about, like, you know, having a relic here of St. Therese, like having something tangible to bring, you know, I have, you know, I have uh, prayer ADH, you know, (laughs) (laughs) everything distracts me. It's terrible. But the church is, is wise in that because that's why we put the Stations of the Cross. Yeah. And that's why we have all these beautiful statues and things to kind of bring back our focus on God. And um, I think that's important. So, you know, acknowledging that human body, I need, you know, maybe it's touching a rosary in my pocket. Maybe it's, it's something. Uh, For me, that's what brings me back into that meditative prayer, like acknowledgement. Like my mind starts wondering, oh, cross, okay. All right, get back on (laughs) track. For me, that that's what works for me. That's that's something I I've always struggled with. Um, you know, I pace during when I'm on the phone. I'm I'm very physical in you know in in everything that I do. So for me to sit still is very tough. Sure and to, to find rest in that. So having some kind of um, mental prayer, some exercise, and that's, there's the church is rich in exercises, uh, different types of um, the Desert Fathers yes. and all kinds of things to kind of get it, put our mind at ease. Um, but also having those sacramentals in front of me, keeping me focused is important. So that's what works for me.
1: You know, we talked a lot about the different types of prayer, trying to really focus ourselves. Um, And we've talked in the past on one of our episodes about um, the experience of Lectio Divina, where we talked Mm -hmm. about uh, praying with Scripture. And I think this is a wonderful time to uh, remind ourselves of that sort of prayer. Um, Because for me, it's been beneficial in many different ways, especially when, let's say, the focus of the day has just been a chaotic day. There's so much going on in my mind, and I just need something to focus myself. So reading is a great use Mm -hmm. for me. And so, um, you know, I really enjoy being able to take a section of the scripture and just open and pray with it. So what is your guys' experience of praying with scripture? Um, Any thoughts on best methods or best ways to deal
2: with that before, you know, going through the different steps of lexio? Sure. I think it's important to make sure you have a correct translation of the Bible. Sure. Step, step
1: yeah. one. Yeah.
2: There's some crazy ones out there. I love the Hawaiian one. Have you ever seen no, the Hawaiian no. translation?
1: Don't find it. It's on, you can go <laughs> don't on <know>. Bible. <laughs> you can go on Bible Gateway and look up the Hawaiian translation. Don't do it. It's hilarious, but don't do it. Jesus said aloha. <laughs> uh, it's even better than that. Or the, the bra translation. Anytime he talks oh, no. about, anyway, anyway. So bad translations.
2: Get a good one. Right.
1: N-A-B-R-E. You know that's a good translation. NASB, good translation, but
2: yeah, for me that's important. I mean, the the making sure the translation's good, and then I can I can enter in then. Um, you know, off for me, I before I read scripture too, I try if there's a little bit of history yes on the bottom or an explanation, I do that before so i you know i you realized scripture was written definitely for people of that time as well there's there's past present and future involved and um, so knowing the history knowing the person the the, the purpose of the scripture why st paul was writing this i think it's important for me that's that's absolutely step
1: one. absolutely that is important that's key um for me it's also recognizing that within that history there's also a message directly for me Mm -hmm. You know, that in some way God is speaking to me. And that's a part of Lexio is recognize that God
0: is speaking to me. You know, uh, another good uh, translation that that does that is um, uh, the word on fire. Yes. Oh, yes. Excellent. Uh, I actually I got that for Christmas um, two years ago or when it first came out, I guess 2020 Christmas 2020. Anyway, they they really go into detail. Like there'll be a whole page on the history uh, and why it was written this way and what Jesus was really trying to do. Um, but, um, to answer your question, uh, I like, like, I like just to open up random. I literally just open a Bible to a, a random page and find a, um, a random verse in whatever chapter and just read it yeah. and then try to pray upon, try, just try to pray on it. Like, okay, what is, what is this trying to say to me? Um, you know, what is, you know, and, and sometimes it's something I've read a thousand times. Sometimes it's something that I've, um, read only once or never before. And, um, and that's always kind of helped me just random. Mm-hmm.
1: So this can fall into, um, a two sort of areas. So we hear in, in the catechism, of the Catholic church, there are three types of prayer specifically. And we're talking about vocal, contemplative and meditative. And so... Praying with scripture can easily fall into both contemplative because we're contemplating the life of Christ Mm -hmm. as well as just the scripture in general, contemplating the lives of the saints and of the people in the scripture. But we're also going into the meditative. Where is God leading me into this? And so when we go into the experience of lexio, when we're talking about this, lexio, meaning divine reading, um, we are taking the reading and we're first, we're reading it. Reading it for the history. Reading it for the general understanding. Okay, what are these words? Sometimes like you get the, the fun ones of all the different names of the places and the people. It's like, well, why does this matter? Well, it does. It does have a meaning and does have a purpose. But for, the, for your purpose of just trying to understand what it says. You know, sometimes the translation can be a little bit confusing and off-putting to try to understand. Then you're taking an opportunity to just sit with it. And as you're reading it, where's God speaking to me out of this scripture? You know, he has a message just for you. Mm -hmm. He has a message just for me when I'm reading the scripture, when I'm praying with it. And so where is God speaking to me in this moment? And then the third thing to do with it is what is it that he's calling me to do? And so he's always calling us to do something. It could be something as simple as praying more with him, right? Simple as... Uh, putting more time into our prayer life. It could be, Vince, as you experience, and granted, maybe it didn't come straight from Scripture, but go and make this podcast. You know, go go take a, a, a sure. leap of faith into something that you would never expect. But there is always something that God is calling us to in that. So our response then to Him of how we're going to go forward with that. So that's one way to pray with the Scriptures. But I think this this final way of praying that the uh, catechism talks about is difficult as catholics right what's that i would say the vocal right how often like i said at the beginning father god we hear our protestant brothers and sisters father god um but the hymn god we praise you god we bless you how do we you know praying out loud before him um at uh, a retreat program that i've been to there's an opportunity for adoration during it and Uh, You know, it's one of my, it's it's the highlight of the weekend when we're on retreat, but it also um, kind of puts people out of their comfort zone because we don't require it, but we encourage people to pray vocally, you know, thank you God for the blessings you bestowed upon me. You are God. You are amazing. In front of the blessed sacrament with hundreds of other people there saying to God and thanking God out loud. And praising him out loud instead of just quietly in our hearts. It's it's easier to I can be my own little quiet self in my own little quiet world, but being able to vocalize it, you know. More so than just the rote prayers, too. Those are good. Praying the Our Father out loud is good. Praying the Hail Mary, praying the rosary, those are wonderful expressions of our faith. And we should all be doing that. But what about your experience with vocal prayer?
0: Yeah, it takes practice. <laughs> it's still not. I remember the first time someone asked me to. Uh, to pray before an event, and I was just, like, <laughs> I was, like, frozen, like, sure. halfway through, and I'm like, ah, uh, God, please uh, pr- protect us as we, you know, like, it was it was, it was, it was, bad, um, but that's something that comes with practice. I'm still not good at it, so don't ever ask me to, to pray in <laughs> front time. of anybody.
1: Next time, we'll make sure you do it before they show Yeah, so I don't have
0: any good tips on that other than practice good. over and over again. Um, that's, that's the biggest thing.
2: I, I think, you know, it's easy. Someone says... You know, pray, well, we can pray individually. Okay, you know, the church calls us to this communal prayer. And I think this is where it kind of falls into a vocal. You know, we pray together at Mass. So there's a communal prayer there vocalizing. But that's kind of, you know, we have our words that we say, our prayers that we pray. I think what we struggle with is that spontaneous, like, yeah. just that. For me, what I do is I just pour out my heart. I guess that's kind of second nature to me. Um, I'm I can. That's how I pray personally. So I just kind of vocalize it, and that's what I do. Um, when I when I pray, like for a group of people or together, um, I just talk to God. So that to me, I do, it doesn't have to be. Remember, it's not about the big words or anything like that. It's just that intimacy. That's something that I share in my heart. Um, and you know, um, having God as Father um, for me, that's that's I talk to my dad. So for me, that's how I do vocal prayer. Um, you know, I find it, you know, like when I've been put in situations where, Hey, Jesse, lead the prayer. When I, when I, when I, when I just pray that intimacy prayer, um, and just talk to God, talk to my dad, that works out best than trying to fluff them words or, you know, do all this, you know, leaders, leader stuff that we do as church leaders. I think that that works for me the best. So
1: one experience that I would, you know, share, um, there's a gentleman that, Jesse, you and I both know um, uh, Tony Del Rio, mm-hmm. God rest his soul. But when I was in high school, he was the religion teacher. He was our theology teacher for senior year. Um, he also had a way with guilting people into doing things. Catholic guilt. Yeah, he was really good at that. Um, he held my grade over my head for a while there, senior year of high school, saying, you're going to teach religious ed for me. Point being, he was a good man. And one of the experiences I had with prayer with him was um, we were on a mission uh, he needed some help with something. He asked me to help him. And there was a person that got, uh, pushed over and it was a snowy day. Uh, they, they had to jump out of the way of a moving car and they fell into the snow and they couldn't get up. And the person he went over first off and helped them up. And then they just asked, would you pray with me? And he didn't just pray with them. He prayed over them and just this experience of prayer mm-hmm. of, you know, just always being willing to pray. Right. Um, In seminary, they teach us one. they have this one phrase is always be ready to preach, teach or die at any moment. And so, um, you know, preaching doesn't just have to be uh, proclaiming the uh, word of God and breaking open the scripture. But it also means how do we live our life? And um, being able to pray with someone, I think, is an opportunity to preach the gospel and to teach what it means to be a prayerful, prayerful person. So these are the different forms of prayer different ways of prayer, um, some of the things that we all experience in our prayer. And so we want to encourage you and ourselves too, as we continue through this Lenten journey, uh, this experience of these 40 days, we're only a week in, it's not too late, still have time. So if you haven't picked up any methods yet of prayer, then I think maybe this is a good time to start that. And so I want to encourage everybody to really think about that.
0: Yeah, maybe you learned something during this episode. Uh, hopefully you did, and hopefully maybe try some of the things we talked about. Um, we're going to have links uh, to some resources on our website. Um, you can find uh, in the show notes, um, EncounterMercy.com. And then um, if you haven't already seen this on YouTube, the video version, uh, make sure to go over to our YouTube channel, Encounter Mercy, uh, and check it out. Uh, and then we're also going to be posting some of the shorter clips to Facebook as well from um, some of the highlights from each episode. So... If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please do so wherever you uh, wherever you can, wherever you listen to us. And uh, make sure to uh, leave a review, whatever uh, whether you like the podcast or you don't. We want to hear your feedback. Uh, and if you have any questions that you would like us to answer on air, uh, feel free to uh, shoot us an email. Uh, go over to EncounterMercy.com and find the, um, the Contact Us page and fill out the form. And we'd be happy to take your questions on air. So until next time, God bless.